welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Self-Proclaimed. I will be your host, Fire. First of all, I just wanted to start off by saying a massive thank you to everyone that reached out to me to let me know they enjoyed my cute little introduction. It really brings me so much happiness to see that me pursuing a passion that I was so nervous to begin is actually adding to people's lives and people don't hate it. I put way too much weight and value on what other people have to say about me. And I mean, I guess that makes the good feel really good, but it can also make the bad feel like the end of the world. But we'll talk more about that when we get into this episode. So today's episode, I wanna start off by talking about my favorite affirmation of all time. This is literally like my God tier affirmation and it is, I am growing. So my mum always says the only thing that's constant in life is change. And I feel like everyone's heard that, but as human beings, we categorize things as good or bad. We have quite a two dimensional black and white way of perceiving the world when things are so much more complex. So by basically already just assuming the worst of a situation, if the change is bad, we neglect to remember that through that quote negative change, we still grow and growth is inherently positive. You can't ever have negative growth. So this affirmation just reminds me that no matter what happens, no matter where I am in life, I'm still growing and that's positive. I'm doing something right. I'm on the right path. And it sort of anchors me and grounds me and makes me realize that I'm not my final form yet. I feel like everyone's gone through the phase of constantly comparing themselves to people on social media or their friends. And we always forget that we aren't at our final form. What We will never be at our final form, literally until the day we die. There's always gonna be things that we wanna improve and there's always gonna be things that we wanna change. So as long as I remember I am growing, I will one day be where that person is or have what that person has and it will come when it's right. That just makes me feel so much more at peace. So yeah, that's what this episode is gonna touch on, talk about, we're gonna reflect, we're gonna also unravel some things that I would like to improve about myself and hopefully grow to into the future. But I just wanna start off by saying, my thoughts have been thoughting. So this lockdown, It's been a month now since the third national lockdown was called. And I think everyone's saying like they hate it and it's just so monotonous, but I really have grown so much this past month. I think it's because of the change of space. So I did the first two lockdowns in my family home, which I love. It is my haven. I love my family so much. I love the space and community that they've created in that house. And I am so blessed. I am so, so blessed. But doing a third lockdown in that house would have driven me stir crazy, especially with university. I find it really difficult to be disciplined because I get so easily distracted. So I have actually come to reside in my uni flat by myself. My flatmate isn't here, I miss her so much. But having this time alone, I've surprisingly not felt lonely like at all. I felt loneliness before, but 
if anything I get bored here and there but I really feel at peace and comfortable with my own company and I've never really had that I've never had the chance to explore that actually essentially what I've been doing is dating myself and absolutely mind-blowing someone should have told me about this way earlier I've been buying myself flowers cooking myself whatever I want and to me it's something that I would gladly do for someone that I love I would put in so much effort to make anyone that I love know that they're loved and make them feel safe make them feel happy make them feel appreciated but I've never actually extended that kindness and that effort to myself so this has been really revolutionary and really mind-blowing to me because I'm really enjoying it I'm sort of learning a lot more about what I like and what I dislike and it's really helped me grow in terms of expressing self-love before I used to just do like a face mask or you know eat a cookie but now every single day I'm sort of living not I don't want to say like in service to myself but I really want to make sure that I'm doing all right and I think that has helped me grow the most this lockdown because I'm experiencing something I've never experienced before and it's just really eye-opening to me I want to say like the biggest growth that I've had through developing my relationship with myself is that I realized that nothing really matters and as existential crisis-y as that sounds it's really really comforting and freeing I noticed that everyone only exists to an individual in relation to that individual so for example my sister my sister will always be my sister she'll never be my friend she'll never be my student never be my daughter she will only be my sister the role she has in my world the lens that i see her from is as a sister nothing more nothing less so i don't actually know her as a whole person and that works for every single person in my life i don't know them entirely so this has been comforting for me because i realized that people's depictions of me can't define me because they don't know me as a whole person they don't know me entirely so even if someone does have a negative perception of me that is not who i am that's not the truth they've only seen a fraction of what i want them to see as well that's another thing that's so important the way you portray yourself to people is always going to be skewed you're always going to hold back things that you don't want people to see and you don't want to be vulnerable to someone that you don't know so well so yeah that's just allowed me to trust myself a lot more because i'm the only person that knows me as an entirety i'm the only person that sees me in every single scenario that anyone could possibly ever so yeah, that's just been a great development, a great realization. Another thing um, that has just like blown my mind, it's so simple, but it's just finally clicked and finally allowed me to stop being so anxious and stop holding on to what if, what if, what if, and all that worry. But basically, if you think about right now in the present moment, what problem is there? Right now you're listening to my voice, probably doing something else. What is the issue? 
Nine out of 10 times, there's not gonna be any problem. What our brain likes to do is borrow problems from the past and reflect them onto the future. And that is just such a toxic cycle because you can never live in the now, you can never live in the present moment. And there's so much peace in the present moment. I'm sorry if I sound like really preachery and really like head in the clouds, but I don't know, these revelations have just transformed my life and really, really helped me grow and develop self-trust and also self-acceptance. So, I mean, if it can help anyone else, um, I would gladly share. But yeah, I think the format I want to go with this is I want to reflect on where I was a year ago and sort of talk about where lockdown has brought me, how I've come so far, and then talk about where I would like to grow to. So a year ago, oh my God, I started first year. Nothing, no one on this planet could have prepared me for the culture shock of first year. I, I was so naive because I was born and raised in London. I thought I'm a city girl. I breathe diversity. I am culture, you know, no one can tell me otherwise. Nothing's going to shock, shock me. I can cook. I can clean. I can take care of myself. So if like, I'm going to boss this uni life, I'm going to kill it. So actually arriving, my expectations were so, so high for myself and I feel like every single day it just chipped and chipped and chipped away. It's hilarious because simple things like people smoking cigarettes. I was so naive to not recognize that, yeah, people my age would smoke cigarettes. I thought I thought that my views of the world were universal views of the world. So the way I view cigarettes, I'm like, why would you do it? It's expensive. It's addictive. It's only going to kill you in the long run but not everyone thinks that way and things like drugs as well I remember the first time I realized literally everyone does drugs drugs is like drugs is like the new cigarettes basically and like my brain was just blown I couldn't grasp onto the fact that people didn't think the way that I thought and people didn't view certain things the way that I did and I guess you could say that was me being in such like a conservative bubble and I don't know why it took me so long to realize like crap Vara you actually have only ever lived in London you've only ever even gone to Catholic schools from the age of four to 18 I was at a Catholic school so yeah my views are going to be super super outdated and conservative because that's just how I was brought up but that humbled me greatly. It was freshers that I sort of started to wake up and smell the roses and realize, yeah, this is gonna be a little bit hard. Um, I still didn't know the extent it was gonna be hard, but that was when I realized like, okay, yeah, this uni stuff is gonna be difficult because obviously freshers, everyone drinks, does their drugs and stuff. I personally don't wanna do drugs. It's just not my thing. So I would drink instead, but I would still feel like the only sober person in the group. And if you've ever had that feeling of being the only sober person, when you feel like the mum of the group, it's so not fun. Like you actually just can't enjoy yourself. So that was a bust. 
I only went to like one or two freshers events and I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen enough to know that this isn't for me. Also, the whole culture around like making friends at uni just wasn't for me. I'm quite a reserved person and that can come off as me being shy or stuck up. But from my perspective, it's me just sort of sussing out another person or a group of individuals before I make myself vulnerable. Not that I've been like hurt in the past or anything, but when I'm in any sort of relationship, whether it be familial, friendship, or romantic, I put in a lot of effort because I care. I'm a very, very caring person. Me and my sister were actually saying, the way we were raised, we can't give out like small doses of care and love. It's all or nothing. So we're quite extreme people. And that means I have to be a bit more cautious about who I let into my life. Whereas everyone else had this general consensus of, yeah, we're besties, I saw you one time, we were in the same class, we're besties. And I'm thinking, I don't even know if we have anything in common. This is so weird. So that whole social life aspect of uni was just so confusing to me. And my brain just couldn't grasp onto all these different things going on and all these massive changes that I had to adjust to. A year ago, today I still didn't even have friends. I had acquaintances, but I definitely didn't have people I could call friends. And that really sucked because that was what I was most looking forward to. I love meeting new people and learning new things, but I'm very grateful that I kept to my ways and I kept reserved because the friends that I have made are amazing and they have taught me so much. And if I had changed myself and let myself create bonds with all these random people that probably don't have my best interest at heart, I could have easily gotten hurt. So I guess it's a win-lose situation. You're gonna have to weigh out the pros and cons. But another aspect of uni that hit me like a truck was the education and you're probably thinking very duh uni's hard it's a degree oh my god i don't know why i thought that it was just gonna be a breeze because i loved economics so a level economics i was a top dog student i was literally like top three so i was thinking i'm gonna come in know everything and just do the work <laughs> oh wow little did i know a level does not equate to university i was so naive i was so so naive but it hit me like a truck and i think what made it so much worse is the fact that everyone was like first year so easy that is the motto anyone going to university all the advice you'll get and all the comments you'll get the most you'll hear is first year so easy just enjoy just have fun but no i don't know if it's my degree or my uni or me it's actually pretty hard the work was quite difficult the workload i definitely wasn't used to as well i mean i managed to get by but i just got by Whereas I'm used to thriving and I'm used to being top of the class and being the eager keen bean, but it just wasn't me. It was when I got 30% in 
in an open book exam. I failed an open book exam. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I had revised, by the way, I had revised. <laughs> but that's when I realized I had to reach out to someone and just ask for help. Luckily, I've been diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia now, which makes so much sense. If you knew me as a kid, even if you knew me in secondary school, how did no one spot that I had ADHD? It, I was screaming ADHD candidate because I was a, I was a whole wreck. So it's nice to know now that I'm not just dumb and there's actually underlying difficulties. One of my other friends, actually, no, actually quite a few of my other friends have been diagnosed with underlying learning difficulties. And that's quite interesting because all of them are female and that, that's a whole thing within itself. Women just being overlooked in classrooms and it you catch it way too late. We all struggled through A-levels and thought we were just dumb, but I guess there was something more to the picture. So yeah, social life, crap, education life, crap. And rowing was kind of going left as well. I had got what is it called again? Freshers flu, freshers flu. And I didn't really recover fully because I was like, ugh, like, I just wanna train. I wanna put my energy into something productive. And I just ran my body straight through the ground. My body was suffering. I was on five coffees a day, having like two naps. I could barely walk across the road to go onto campus for my lectures because I was so tired and I don't know why I thought that was normal. I was just like, yeah, this is just the uni life. This is it, just rise and grind, you know? And it it wasn't a cute look. I ended up getting post-viral fatigue or is it chronic fatigue? And I had to be off for quite a while. I think I was off from October and I only just about fully recovered February. So that was really demoralizing and i was like whoa what the hell is life and i spiraled into this like pit of depression and anxiety i was thinking i've chosen the wrong degree rowing's not gonna work out and i remember crying to my sister like no man's business any phone call with her i would end up crying because i was just so low all my expectations had been greatly flawed there was not one thing going right and i remember constantly thinking that i was always thinking there's not one thing going right in my life everything's going wrong in my life and that mentality was so toxic so so toxic and it only dug the hole deeper so yeah that was first year for me then i made a few friends and i oh, it hurts to talk about this because i literally made friends like two or three weeks before lockdown my friend anniversary with my two faves motsi and danan is coming up on february 14th that that day oh my goodness i feel like i need to get them on the podcast so we can actually talk about the day because I can't explain it briefly, it needs to be an episode itself, it was just such a magical day and yeah, that's why I'm so happy that I didn't change myself in order to fit in because the friends that I found are so amazing and they're really, really friends for life. 
yeah but i only got a few weeks with them really because then lockdown came around and at first i was really really gutted but honestly that tune changed about about two weeks in i would say because i just needed a break i was so overwhelmed like as i said uni life was abysmal and trials were coming up and i was not 100 so it was so stressful thinking about everything and thinking about my future and just not living in the now that when the lockdown did come i felt like i could finally breathe i literally felt like from september someone had put a treadmill on like 15 level 15 for me and i just kind of stopped running and running and running and then lockdown was like you can breathe now it's okay and it really was what I needed because I remember so around the two weeks in I had a really tough talk with myself and I was thinking like you ruined your body your mental health all for the sake of what or like what were you chasing what was so important that you couldn't recognize that you weren't doing okay and that led me on to seeking out for professional help for my mental health and i met some amazing people in the process i did cbt and act those are the therapies that i did and it taught me so much it gave me so many tools to be able to avoid ever getting to that dark place again and they've been so useful even in everyday life and i think that's what makes this lockdown now so much better than the first lockdown because I know exactly how my mind works and I know how to tackle all these negative thoughts. Um, it kind of sucks that it's almost a rite of passage these days for young people to have to go through depression and anxiety, but I think it's just the way society has made us believe we have to live. Like we can't live a real life in the eyes of society unless we're under copious amounts of pressure. You see people sort of just doing, I don't wanna say doing bare minimum, but doing what they want to do, what they're capable of doing and what their capacity is and not going above and beyond. And that's judged and that's deemed as being lazy. If you're not grinding for it, if you're not hustling, then what are you doing? And oh my God that narrative needs to go it needs to go immediately because it's driving so many young people into this hole into this pit where they feel like they're alone and they can't get out of it because this is just how life is meant to be you're meant to be working 24 7 you're meant to be chasing the bag and oh gosh it's a two out of ten but yeah, in lockdown, my uni exams were also really simplified. It was just a parcel fail situation. So that was another weight off my shoulders and things just started to click. I no longer had that toxic, repetitive thought of nothing's going well for me, everything's going bad, my life sucks. And I was starting to realize, wait, life is actually pretty sick. You're here with your family who you love so much and who loves you so much and I really, really appreciate that time that I had because if I didn't have that time, I would be away at training, away at uni, and 
just losing myself even more and more and more so it was very grounding and it gave me so much time to heal emotionally in the healthiest way possible and also physically because all these little things really take it out of you so me having to run from a lecture down to the train station get on the train go to training there's little things that i no longer have to do that just gives me more time to breathe and more time to go at my own pace which i've actually learned is a moderate pace and i'm still growing on accepting that my pace is a moderate pace because i don't want to say because of the adhd or anything like that but just the way my brain works, it takes me a second to realize what's going on and realize exactly what I have to do. So now that I'm aware of that and with the global pandemic and time literally being limitless, I can work at that pace and get up and do one thing a day. You know, before I think, Vary, doing one thing a day? That's so lame. By one thing, I mean maybe like one piece of homework, but I would still obviously do my training and attend my classes. So it's not really like I'm not doing anything, but at the same time, I feel like it would be deemed as if I'm not doing anything. I don't know. I hope you guys understand my ramble. But yeah, lockdown was, a fun time and especially in summer I love summer so much it's my favorite season and I was able to be with my friends in a way that we would have never had the opportunity to so like going for picnics and actually experiencing nature I we would have never done that before I went to Brighton with one of my friends as well and I had the best time Erica oh my gosh if you're listening that was so much fun on the rainiest day of the year it felt like we still had a blast so lots of random things that without the pandemic we wouldn't have used our brain cells to think oh we should just do something simple and enjoy each other's company like you don't need anything radical to make being with your friends enjoyable so yeah so now the growth that i have to come this this is a very concise list i would say because i understand rome wasn't built in a day i don't want to put a time frame on when i want these things to happen but it is conscious in my brain that i do want to develop these things the first thing is I want my masculine energy back, my masculine divine energy, I need that back immediately. When I was a kid, oh my god, I was so assertive, so dominant, so secure, I knew exactly what I wanted and I didn't even have to think twice, but growing up and having society reflect all of its stereotypes on me being a muscular, black, tall woman. Um, I've really, really, really muted that side of me to a point that I can't, I can't, I can't even hear it. If you know me a bit more personally, I am definitely the type to be like, what do you want to do? Rather than saying, oh, I want to do this because I fear that people are going to view me as aggressive or snobby and yeah, I just need to stop. I need to get my masculine divine energy back and 
actually demonstrates some assertiveness because I, I know what I want to do. Half the time I do actually have an idea of what I would like, but I let other people say first because I fear that they'll just hate me. And if they hate me, so what? That just goes back to the whole point I made at the start by the fact that no one will ever know me as an entirety. So therefore, their perception of me cannot define me. Another thing that I would like to continue doing actually is developing the relationship that I have with my friends and family right now. I have a really bad habit of not letting people know about things in my life. Like, I don't let people know specifics because I fear that they would ridicule it, especially when it comes to good things. I fear that they would ridicule it and diminish it and make me feel like, oh, why are you so excited? This is actually a whole thing. I watched a TikTok um, and this girl was like, when you think about men and the things that they enjoy when it comes to their basketball, their football, their video games, they're allowed to enjoy it. But women, when you want to watch a reality show, people look at you like you're dumb and they're like, like, when I started watching Love Island, I had to give so many excuses. I was like, yeah, like, I'm just watching it because it's funny, you know, I'm not watching it. I'm not actually invested in it. But men can be fully invested in like a football player as if it impacts their lives, you know, so that comparison made me realize, yeah, the reason I do hold back from telling people what I like and what I enjoy is because I'm really scared they'll ridicule it and that just goes to show the misogyny in society, the fact that women can't enjoy without being ridiculed, it's just ridiculous. Like even with boy bands, they're seen as girly and girly is used as a negative adjective. Adjective? I think that's the word. Gosh, I'm <laughs> I've not done English in a long time. But yeah it's used as something to diminish the value of the things that women like because misogyny so you know f patriarchy um another thing that i would like to work on is having a clearer picture of what's to come so i will be entering my 20s in like half a year um august I am petrified. I'm so scared because I have so many, I think I exclusively have friends in my in their 20s. I have a couple that are like younger than me and some with their 20s that are coming up in like a month. And it looks hard. That shit just looks hard as hell. I'm like, yikes, I don't want to adult. I, I don't think I have the capacity to adult any more than this. So, yeah, in order to help me with that, I would like to figure out what I enjoy and then from figuring out what I enjoy, maybe start working on a career plan. This is also scary. This is also so, so scary. Like working taxes. How does that even work? I have been so privileged. I had a job. I've only had one job in my life and that was working at Waitrose and I didn't even last three months. So please have some compassion and kindness when you listen to me. Like I know I'm a big girl, I know that I'm 19, but I am so unskilled and inexperienced in the whole career aspect of things. So yeah, all I know is that 
like when I'm 40, I guess I want to be in Canada. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know why there is screaming to me. Obviously, I want to be an Olympian as well, but I feel like that's more of a hobby. Um, not to diminish any of the amazing Olympians that there's been and that there will be. But for me, and I don't really, God, it sounds kind of bad, but I feel like I can be doing more with my life. Maybe that's me just being quite judgmental to myself and really hard on myself and thinking that anything I enjoy is simply a hobby rather than a career. But we'll have to figure it out and dismantle it. What This is what this podcast is for, for this journey of me figuring out things and becoming the real self-proclaimed bad B that I would like to be one day, ultimately. But yeah, those are the things that I would like to work on. So if you guys are in my life, you can check me on it. Be like, have you been asserted today? Have you told us any good news? You know, that would be helpful. But thank you guys for listening. Me, gosh, I'm like, tripping over my words now because I've lost my train of thought but thank you guys for listening to me for like half an hour gosh I can't believe that I'm actually doing this I'm so excited um yeah as always if you have anything you would like to let me know you can dm me on instagram at vire but with two i's so v-w-a-i-i-r-e um and I'll see you guys next week